Hi, my name is Dr. Steven Newhart, and this is the Dr. Fit Podcast channel. On this channel, we believe that exercise is medicine. I spent 17 years of my life as a personal trainer prescribing exercise to people, and I found that it was a massive improvement strategy for disease. And on this channel, we're gonna bring in a lot of experts. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about science-based education and how it can be used to better your life or to even eliminate disease. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to Dr. Fit. I am uh, Dr. Steven Newhart, and I have a great guest for us today. On this channel, we really like to hone in on natural treatments, okay? So chronic diseases are real, and uh, they're, they're plaguing so many people in, in America right now, and we just like to get on and, and hear testimonials and give advice for any possible way to naturally heal chronic disease. This includes cancer, diabetes, you know, COPD, the, just the, the gamut that's out there. And uh, so we'd like to hear from guests. I have a, a lady with me today that uh, I read about actually in the uh, Fort Worth uh, business press and, and she has her own business. And I would actually like to talk to her on my other channel at some point as well, where we talk about economic fitness. But today I would like to hear about her, her battle with, with cancer and, and, and Roxanne, uh, well, just to introduce, uh, Roxanne, uh, please say your last name for me. Rapsky. Rapsky. I didn't want to say it wrong. Roxanne Rapsky, thank you for being here with me today. And if we could kind of just start, dive in. Um, you, you're obviously a fitness lady, which I love. I love the fact that, that you've done some serious exercising. What's your history with that? Um, well, I have six full marathons um, in my background, um, quite a few half marathons, some other races, and, you know, a lot of training that leads up to those races, um, plus... I like working out. I like feeling strong. So lifting weights, um, hit training, high intensity interval training. I'm I'm coming back from a surgery right now, so I'm going very slow and I'm not crazy exercising like I used to. Um, but I hope to get back there again soon. You look in phenomenal shape. So oh, I, thank you. I, I would never have imagined a layoff <laughs> of any sort. When did you start doing all your competitions? What what year of life? I was 43 when I started. Um, I had been working out prior to that, but not anything that intense. And uh, the reason it happened is I had worked in an industry for 20 years that completely imploded. So when the financial markets imploded back in 2008, 2009, um, I actually lost my, my job at the end of 2007, mm -hmm. right when the feds had seized all the wires on the, on the mortgage product that was sure, um, yeah. no longer acceptable to lend on. So... Uh, three and a half million people in my industry lost their job. And for me, the sky was falling. You know, I, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. I was at least half my family's income. You know, my husband and I were always neck and neck on who was the, the breadwinner that year. So um, I started running because I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know if I was going to start over in another industry. I didn't know if I was going to start my own business. And um, Every morning I would just put my tennis shoes on and I would go out the door and I would start running and I would cry out on the road. I would pray out on the road. And somehow when I got back to my office, life just seemed a little bit better. Sure did. And um, I ran my first full marathon three months after I lost my job. And then I ran, went on to run six, five more within, I did all the, I did six marathons in five years. And, um, and part of that was starting a business, which was also very, very daunting and scary. And so I like to say that I forced gumped my way through that time in my life. <laughs> that's a good way to put that. <laughs> I like that. Well, that's, that's I mean, exercise. I believe the way that I look at it, 
Okay, so we go through a stressful time. Mm -hmm. What's happening? We've got cortisol coming up because we're essentially creating almost imaginary outcomes. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, uh, you mm -hmm. know, and we're mm -hmm. making this up. These are just thoughts. So then, like I said, cortisol is happening. Fight or flight's happening. And, you know, your, your dopamine's dropping because so you don't feel happy. And then what's the best thing we can do? When we exercise, we know we, we naturally produce dopamine. So there we go. Let's, let's get out on the road. Let's run. Let's do some sort of exercise. And I'm the same way when those times are hitting me. It's like, if I do this, I feel just a little bit happier, mm -hmm. just a little bit happier. And I get a little more clarity. Mm -hmm. So good for you. Wow. Yeah. You're better than I am. I've not gone that route yet. There's no, there's no marathons in this backpack. It's I, tough. It's the tough road to go. I, I, I've ended up, well, I ended up blowing out both my knees a year apart. So I've had um, both my knees scoped. Um, but it was good while it lasted and it, it served its purpose. Maybe again. Maybe again. Maybe again. Maybe again. So, so when did your, your run-in with cancer occur? That was just two years ago. Not even, well, March 2019 I was diagnosed. Okay. And 7 of 2019 is when I cut it out of my body. Um, so I'm coming up on two years, and um, I exercised my way through most of that, too. I made sure that before I went into that first surgery that I was stronger and fitter than um, probably I've ever been in my life because mm -hmm. I wanted to go through that surgery. And it's funny because my husband was there, and one of my really good friends and her daughter was there, and my son was there. And um, when I got back to my room, they were all waiting for me, and that surgery was quite a few hours. And... Um, my husband's like, wow, you went out smiling and you came in smiling. And I didn't even realize that. But I just, um, I think so much of it is your attitude, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think for myself, I've learned about what can cause cancer mm -hmm. without having to have any of my family members or, you know, obviously now I, I know you. So there's people that I know that have had this, this condition and a lot of people do end up making it through, especially people who are active in some mm -hmm. sense. There's just this mindset of beating it. And those people are usually willing to learn whatever they need to learn to make sure that it, they can beat it then or that it never happens again. And so I think collectively, a lot of us are starting to learn about the food and how it can actually be a contributor Along your path, did you learn anything about what we might consume that could cause cancer to be a little worse? Yeah, um, I did not realize that um, cancer feeds on sugar. And um, even though I led a clean lifestyle um, and ate really healthy, um, exercised, I did have a sweet tooth. And the hard part about it is when you're running as much as I was running, um, you're actually taking those little goo packets and, and sucking down the sugar just to keep yourself going because you need it for fuel. So even though I controlled the, the habit, um, I didn't realize how much it affected it if you had it. So I made the decision to um, follow a keto lifestyle. I'm not 100%. I do allow myself to have some fruit, but sure. I ate a ton of vegetables. And, um, and now that I'm almost two years out, you know, every once in a while I'll have a little treat, but it is definitely not part of my day-to-day -day plan. And um, I feel so much better without it. You know, it's, it's so hard to like go through. So April, 2019, April 1st, I started and, you know, they talk about the keto flu and, oh man, did I feel sick on that third, fourth, fifth day. But once you get on the other side of that, you start to feel so much better. And, um, you know, 
when you're running 20 miles a day, um, or a week, I'm sorry, it's really <laughs> a minimum, or for me, that was probably a minimum when I was training, but um, when you're running 20 miles a week, it's really easy to maintain your weight, but it's also easy to maintain your weight when you're not eating any carbs or sugar, sure. or very little. Yeah. Um, so it's just easy, and um, you know, so many people went into lockdown and gained a ton of weight, right, because they couldn't go to the gym or whatever, and I just followed my little plan and worked out in the garage. And Good for you. My pants still fit. You know, a man, a man that I follow uh, is Peter Atia. Mm -hmm. He is a doctor. I can't remember. He's an MD. I can't remember where he's where he's out of, but he had that same thing. He was a cyclist, and he was taking all the goo packs, mm -hmm. and he was seeing, you know, this just, you know, this excessive, just body fat, right? Yeah. So he. Um, he started looking into the ketogenic. Now the guy, <laughs> of course, lean he's, he's, mean, lean, right? he's lean. He's <laughs> leaned up and he eats a, his body does well with a negligible amount of fat actually still in the diet where he can lean proteins and then vegetables and then, and then fats, you know, mm -hmm. and he can take in a certain amount of that and it doesn't make him, it make it, he's smaller than what he used to be doing this where he was limiting fat before. And but still consuming enough of the simple sugars, mm. you know. So I think it's just there's an age that we're going to reach where our bodies do not heal the same, yeah. you know. And it's probably about healing. A new organism has a high cellular turnover, high high rate of healing. And once that point is done, maybe that's even at the point at which you're full growth. Like we all know it, probably age 20, we're fully grown. Well, your energy demand is going to immediately drop at that point because you're not building anymore. You're not building the body. It's just built mm -hmm. unless you are outside running and this and that. But the caloric requirement or the requirement for sugar is still not the same. And the good, you know, what you said about fruit, at least the good thing about fruit is that it's the sugar that's coming in is not bleached. Right. So, you know, and, and now we know that sugar is bleached. Mm -hmm. It's very, we know that flour is bleached too mm -hmm. because you have to read a package and it says unbleached flour. Right. <laughs> so they can let us know. If it's unbleached, what kind is the other Yeah, well, so there was a bleached. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, oh, okay. So now we know all that information. And I think that if we just continue these conversations, get this information out there, then at least we can help save some people, you know, because if they, if they're getting cancer and, and you know, thank you for sharing this story with us. I mean, it, it's obviously gotta be a little bit, you know, what I, you know, scary or nervy it is, yeah. to talk about it, but thank you for sharing because it's, it's going to help so many others to hear that. Okay, so ketogenic diet is something that I can shift towards to make this condition go away in a more natural fashion. Yeah, and to your point earlier about the neg negligible amount of fat, um, your friend that you were talking about, um, there's, I, in my opinion, there's clean keto and dirty keto. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I do try to, because you can get your cholesterol off the charts too if you're eating nothing but bacon and That's animal right. fat too. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a clean way to do that there as well, is. and you want to, you know, eat some good meat and salmon, and you <laughs> yeah. don't want to bacon wrap everything, even though you can. And um, so, yeah, you just kind of everything in moderation, right? You can't give up one bad habit for another bad habit. So when I have bacon, I can feel it for a week. I'm like, okay, something's a little tight in here, you know? It's, <laughs> it, it's just it's it's good for you for a little while, but how much saturated fat do we really need, especially yeah. that kind of heavy saturated mm -hmm. fat? Roxanne, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your story. Sure. It's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. And um, I'd love to have you back sometime. Talk about other things. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning out there. We'll see you again next time. Bye.